0: 702 Sports Talk Call Bursle on 011-883-0702 on the line, so good to be talking to you, welcome to Sports Talk sir uh, Thank you sir. for me. Uh, It's good to, good to hear from you I'm uh, struggling actually to hear uh, but uh, no no problem in that How are things man, where are you at the moment? Uh, things are okay
1: man, things are going um, I'm at home in Johannesburg um, I've been
0: locked up at home as everyone um, else has been mm. um, Yes, things are, things are okay Okay, no, I I see I mean, you've been keeping busy you've been washing shoes uh, I, mm. I, I see, Enjoying the festivities with the rest of the country uh, Doing lockdown house parties and all of that How has this time off been for you? Um, but also not taking away from the fact that we, You are in an off-season in any case at the moment
1: mm. Yeah, look, it's been, I mean, it's been an unfamiliar time for, for everyone, um, especially as a sportsman, you know, where everything is so used to being out on the field, being outdoors. Um, I've tried to keep busy um, as much as everyone else has been. Um, I've kind of run out of ideas now. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's been, it's been tricky, um, but it's also been useful. My um, guess have given given us time to just reflect on things and just to set our minds um,
0: on the way forward absolutely and uh, you you definitely uh, would need that especially somebody as yourself Uh, I can imagine it must be quite hectic being a professional cricketer being a professional sportsman in general Uh, how do you keep up with that busy schedule how do you relax how do you clear your mind as well when you need to especially when you have us the media hounding you um, and you know throwing all sorts of I don't want to say insults but you know accusations and you're not good enough you're good enough and all of these things how do you get away from that?
1: I think the down time timing between the the fitness and training becomes important um I try to do stuff that is um is away from is away from cricket um whether it's um spending time visiting family, um whether it's on the golf course um, whether it's just um, listening to music but just doing things that are far far away from cricket um i think it's it's hard to to completely get away from the media and everything that happens there um so I think you know, it's, it's it's a matter of trying to just learn to,
0: to fight through it all. Absolutely. Uh, let's talk about in the colors of uh, the Proteas, the green and gold, which we love seeing you in. Uh, I actually have a, a question on uh, Twitter from Shavei saying, what are your upcoming plans for the subcontinent? The
1: upcoming plans for the subcontinent? Um, I don't think there's a subcontinent tour um, soon. I know mm. we were supposed to go to Sri Lanka, but that I and think has been, been postponed. Yeah. But after that there's not much happening. Um yeah, I think subcontinent is a is is a part of the world where I'd like to I'd like to dominate, I'd like to do well. Um it's it's, it's a hard place to play. Um, India, Sri Lanka, because of the two, the um, Bangladesh, it's a hard place to play, so you know you really want to do well there and come out tourists
0: absolutely um you are from elanga uh, temba's uh, and we do broadcast in cape town on cape talk as well uh and it's of course uh, you know eastern cape western cape rugby and cricket mad in general but you you're from a special street i mean tami was is from your street malusi uh, siboto as well and you're um, uh, mentored by jeffrey turner just, just talk me through the people that have had an effect on you in your career?
1: Yeah, I was born um, and grew up in Nanga, in um, a township in, in Cape Town. Um, it's a it's a small community. There's um, a rich, rich um, history and passion for sports, cricket being one of them. We were fortunate in that we had idols growing up. Um, you know, guys who were um, easily accessible to us and guys who inspired us to... To, 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 to work towards our our dreams. Um I moved up to Johannesburg. Um and in my I managed to play for the Lions and yeah, I met up with Jeff. Um and Jeff, you know, we, we got along from, from day one. Um Jeff has been good. Um, he's someone that I that, that I respect quite a lot as a coach and as a person.
0: Um yeah, I respect Jeff quite a lot and um so you you started you know uh, at a very young age playing cricket i mean and it would have been evident I, i'm assuming at least for people watching you and for your family and for your coaches that uh, geez, this boy has something special uh, as a result you went and you made on uh, you made South Africa in the nineteens you know Gauteng in the nineteens and, and you 've grown through the ranks uh, when did your love for the game start? how quickly did it take you to catch on and how how quickly did you realize that okay i 'm actually pretty decent at this.
1: Yeah, according to the sport um, from quite a young age. My uncles um, then played the sport, so they used to take me along to watch them play games at the stadium. Um, Yeah, that's how the whole love for the sport kind of grew. I carried that on through my schooling career. Um, Even when I came to Chalmersburg, that kind of grew. And I guess probably when I was in my, probably last year of high school is when you know, I really believed that I could I could make it to the top. Um cricket was always just something that I loved. Um yes I had an aspiration of playing for the country, but I think it only became real when in my last year of school when things like um SA under nineteen came about, um under nineteen, um Coca Cola teams, all of
0: that came about. Mm. And and that's when you realize that there is something here. um, What were you planning on becoming uh, had you not been a cricketer at that age? Uh, I mean, I I was involved with
1: cricket, but I also loved, um, I also enjoyed soccer. So, I mean, if if I had things my way, I would have rather wanted to make it in in soccer than in cricket. But things have happened the way that have happened. Um, I enjoyed, I enjoyed my academics as well. Um, I've managed to, to pursue and get a degree in finance so i think you know if export didn't work didn't, didn't work um i would always be, would have um, ventured into the business side of things
0: you have sort of i wouldn't say ventured into the business side of things but you have become somebody that uh, uh, looks at giving back you've you founded the Temba foundation and we've seen some of the work you do can you just uh, tell the listeners a little bit more about the foundation and why it's so special to you
1: Yeah, look, the foundation and the work we do is quite close to my heart. Um, um, I think, you know, looking at at where I was born and grew up, um, how I got the opportunity to kind of get out there um, and be be around opportunities. um, I think just looking back at that, um, looking at the position that I am, you know, with the bit of influence I have, I can do the same for other kids and um essentially, that's what we try to do for the foundation um It's all about trying to holist- trying to holistically empower um young cricketing talent so that the they to one day can um, positively influence other kids um i mean we've got we've got an element of student sponsorship where we identify talented cricketers I um, and we pay for the tuition fees at um the various schools um there's also an area of facility development where we renovate or create and cricketing facilities from scratch. So, yeah, man! I mean, the, the work of the foundation is something that's quite close to me. Um, yeah, and it's
0: a matter of giving back to to to, to needy communities. Absolutely, I mean, um, you can speak about uh, some you know being helped along the way as well. We all can uh, to where we ha- we are at the moment. Uh, for you in your you know, uh, before your professional career, so high school, uh, maybe even primary school, as well as uh, in your professional career, who has been that biggest influence that has really pushed you to go as far as you have?
1: Yeah, I'm fortunate that I've had um, a strong support system. Um, like I said, from a young age, um, my uncles role is there um, pushing me to to pursue my cricketing um, passion. Um Along the way as well, Um, my mother was someone who was quite involved in my cricketing stuff Um, whenever I needed to be taken to to cricket matches um, to be fetched and all of that. She was always there. And all the various coaches that I've met along the way, you you mentioned Jeffrey Toyana, a guy like Lawrence Maratlana as well. Um, But yeah, there's been a lot of people who've assisted me and and really
0: given me the necessary knowledge and support to, to get to where I am now. And of course, um, uh, you would be uh, very thankful to them. Uh, Temba, I see that um, you are somebody who, as you say, you you a big football lover, you are quite into football, and I'm going to continue with, with cricket shortly, but I, I just want to get your feeling on, on something here. Uh, as a Liverpool supporter... How 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 are you doing? How are you taking all of this? And <laughs> what, what where do you stand with what's happening at the moment um, in terms of the Premier League?
1: I was I was actually fine until I listened to your last but now in news news bulletin about Liverpool having to win it fairly. Um, I'm not too sure exactly what you meant to that because I mean we've been leading, we've been, been at the top of the the, the log from from almost day one, so I think it is fair that. You know we have been dominating the league, right. um, but yeah, look, man, we. It is what it is. You know, the people, the necessary people, have to make the decisions. Obviously, as a Liverpool fan, you know we we want to we we want to take the the trophy. Um, but yeah, the decision the decision will have to be made by the by the necessary people. But I do think we have already
0: won a thing You have look, and when I say fairly, um, I meant in the case of the Eredivisie, where they decided, even though Ajax Cape Town were encumbered winners, if you could say, they were just there and thereabout. They said, "No, we'll scratch the entire season." So, fairly, in the sense of let them play that last game against Manchester City, and it goes—if it goes Liverpool's way, of course, the league is yours. But understand. Hundred uh, percent, Temba Umanza and Lazi on on Facebook has asked, um, "What is your secret uh, with you and Quentin de Kock? How do you complement each other so well?"
1: Uh, I don't think there's a secret to it. To be honest, um, I mean, Quentin and myself, we, we we played for each other for, for quite a while from from school days. Um, we played against each other. Um, we played, we played in the same team quite a lot. So I think there is an understanding, you know, about each other's games, um, about about the person um, itself. And I think that kind of just um, plays itself out in, on the field. When we're be batting together, there's not much really that is actually said um, out in the middle. Um, but yeah, I think that synergy just comes from the fact that we've been playing together, we've been in and around the same team for
0: for since, for since I can't remember. Mm, I I can imagine, and it, it becomes a little bit easier when you know the person. Um, also, it helps the fact that the two of you are very nimble nimble around um, or around the crease, uh, and you can get those runs. And um, let's talk about when you made your pro tier debut. I mean, I just want to focus on a few. Moments that I would assume would have been massive uh, in, your, in your career and in your life. Uh, and uh, you get that, that call up and eventually against uh, the West Indies in Port Elizabeth, they put you in. Uh, how did that feel for you, that moment?
1: Yeah, look, that was a, that was a scary but exciting moment. Um, I remember getting the call from the convener of selector then, Mr. Hudson. I was driving to the stadium. Um, it was in the morning, and you know, I remember him telling me the news that I've been included in the squad um, to play against the West Indies. Um, I didn't know what to say. All I could say was, "Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir." Um, when I when I got the opportunity to join the team, you know, I was quite um, overwhelmed. Um, sharing a dressing room with guys like I think the David is still staying, um, even getting to train with them was also was also surreal. And then yeah, getting my opportunity um to play I think it was a test in Port Elizabeth. Yeah, Port Elizabeth. Um on Boxing Day. Um I was nervous. I was nervous as ever. Um I couldn't feel the ground when I was walking. Um I think I was I was lucky I, I, when I came into bed, AB de was in and yeah, he just kinda of, he just kinda of told me to try to slow things down and um uh, and, and breathe in. Um, yeah, looking back at it now, I mean it's a, I mean it's a big moment in any in any player's career. Um, I don't think I could have ever been prepared for that type of moment, um, and then it's a, and it's an experience that I'll always use um, going forward, just in terms of
0: learning. Absolutely. I would imagine so. Um, and finally, you, you know, you get uh, into the swing of things and you become more of a regular player and then, uh, you know, people start to kind of box you uh, into you you better with, in the whites or in the colors. Um, and what does that do for you when you now get selected for the ODI squad or when you get selected for the test squad? Does, you know, how do you shut um, all of that out from the rest of the world? Yeah, I think, you know, I never really took
1: it to heart um, that I was being boxed as just a red ball player. Um, I kind of believed, I kind of knew that I could play um, um, white ball cricket or ODI and T20 cricket. And I think it was just a matter of, you know, me stringing up a couple of good performances um, to put out my hand for, for that selection. Um, I mean, if our our batsmen in South African cricket, especially in ODI, have been... I've been strong battered. um Hashim Bambla, Qu- Quentin Takaka is a bad at the top. So the opportunity was never really there, um, but I I kind of took um, comfort in the fact that I need to score the runs for me to even think of, 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 um, of playing white ball cricket. And um, yeah, you know, when, when the opportunity eventually came, um, I was obviously quite happy. Um, and my confidence came in that, you know, I've, I've put the runs on the board to get this opportunity. Um, as much as people have created a certain perception about me, but that was for them to, to delight in. Um, but yeah, I always I always felt confident in my game, in my ability to to adapt
0: to all the different formats. Tema Bavuma, it's been such a pleasure uh, to have you on the show. Um, Before I do let you go, I just uh, want to, uh, you know, if you could share just a a few words. And I know you guys have had to do it uh, time and time again, but uh, just a few words to to the South African public in this very, very tough time that we're in.
1: Yeah, man. I mean, as as we started, you know, it is an unfamiliar time um, for us as people. But I do believe, I do think that we've done well to get this far. Um, the fact that, you know, the restrictions have been eased a bit to level four shows how how well we've been working together as a nation. Um, i might encourage us to to keep going in that vein. Um, and at the end of it all we'll all come out come out stronger out of this.
0: Thank you so much, uh, tema Bavuma.
1: Thank you. Much.